This is Gateway City Sports. fans and welcome back to episode number six of the turn and two podcast um hey we are getting closer and closer every single day to opening day i'm so excited for it uh but hey we're approaching the, the time where the the rosters are crunching and you know i had to bring my guy back to discuss some prospects so uh drake is back with me tonight um drake how's everything going for you um, it's going well. I'm alive. Just like you were saying earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's all we can do at this point in time. Um, <laughs> have you been able to catch many spring training games so far? Uh, no, cause it's really hard to get tickets actually. Cause well, uh, sorry, I've actually me. been told. Well, watch me. Yeah. So I was saying like, uh, like down here in Arizona, you have to like get into groups of four just to get tickets. It's really weird. It's, but yeah. I've been able to catch a lot of the Cardinal games. Good, 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 good. So, um, shoot, I mean, is anything else new with you? Um, You know, you getting married next week. Do you have a new car or anything else that uh, the people that are Sir, I'm only 20. Sir, I'm only 20. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) I guarantee there's people you graduated with that got married to each other, and you know that. Yeah, I do. Uh, I know people that are already pregnant with kids, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Drake has not entered that point of his life at this time. He's only 20, folks. Focusing on my career. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so so let's jump into it. Um, As I said to start this thing, you're you're my you're my prospect guy. I'm I'm basically putting you as the guy that I'm only going to talk prospects with. So. Let's let's jump directly into that. Uh, who? Okay, I'm gonna. I mean, there's, there's only one prospect per se that that is sticking out to me as the number one um, that has showed out at spring training. But um, who, who's impressed you most um, in Jupiter in spring training this year? Uh, I would have to say John Nagowski. I think that that probably was the guy you were gonna go with. <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah. like, yeah, he's. He's been really hitting well. I mean, he he's always had it like a knack for getting on base, making things happen. But this spring, he's actually been he's slimmed down and he's actually been hitting a lot, a lot better as of late. So I think we could have we could see another like Jeremy Hazelbaker, like Hazelbaker situation with Nagowski. Yeah, yeah. I I um I mean I I've seen him before, but he stepped to the plate today and won uh, plate appearance. And I just thought to myself, this guy looks like he 
he just chops wood for a living. Like you throw a flannel shirt on him and that's all he does is just chop wood during the off season. And that may be true. It may be not true. Um, but I mean, he's just a big guy, but I mean, he looks like he can get around on the ball and I mean, he's just, he's tearing the cover off of it. And he's uh, a solid fielder too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was exactly the guy that I was thinking of too, because he's, you know, he's putting out those Tyler O'Neill numbers and, um, that's the only other guy that's really, you know, showing, showing out this spring. Um, so he, he, he is obviously going to be your hitter per se. Um, is there any, any prospect pitchers that have stuck out to you? Lately, I would have to say Tommy Parsons. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. He's been, I like uh, watching the broadcast today. Danny Mac was talking about him and potentially being like a guy that comes out of nowhere. And I completely agree with that. He's been shelling out at camp and I've actually enjoyed watching him because actually before this camp, I didn't know a lot about him. I just knew, I knew his name, but I just didn't really watch that many highlights of him. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, some of these guys, you know, I've seen down in Springfield, you know, th- their names don't stick out unless I'm focusing on that. Cause I, as we've discussed before, they'll pitch a, a few innings and then they'll be out. And it's just kind of, it's rough to watch pitchers pitch in the minors. Cause I just can't focus on them really. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been able to catch a lot of spring training games either. They're during the day or, you know, they're not being shown on TV and uh, I haven't been able to catch a lot of them, but um, yeah, I mean, if you say, Hey, that that's, who's pitching well, then that's, that's the, that's the minor league guy that's pitching. Well, um, do you have any concerns about any, any, uh, any um, prospects that you've seen in camp? And Mundo Sosa, I'm not, particularly I haven't really been high on him but it's just the bats he's been taking lately he's just he looks a little outmatched that's where like I've been on like the Jose Rondon train like the entire camp ever since he came and like has been hitting very well but uh yeah like Edmundo Sosa in the at bat today the guy was struggling with uh control and he actually swung at like three that were way off the plate so I was like oh wow like what's going on with that but I just don't know about Sosa for this camp. Do you do you think that he's trying to do too much to get his name out there, or do you just think he doesn't have it? I it could be that he's doing too much or trying to do too much because he does know that there's competition. He's trying to impress, but yet Jose Rondon's been arguably one of the more impressive players in camp. Not no offense to O'Neill or uh, Marath or. Tommy Parsons or Nagowski, but Rondona has really came out of nowhere this spring, in my opinion. Where was he? Do you know where he was at last year? Uh, I think he was at White Sox, but I think he was at the alternative site. But I can't really remember. Oh, okay. Okay. What about um, – have you seen him – I don't know if he's pitched in, in Major League Camp or not, but um, that guy that the Cardinals got from – who? the really tall guy. I, I can't remember his name or where they got him from. Um, um, he's a pitcher. Man, this is, <laughs> is he righty or lefty? 
I don't I don't know. I haven't seen him pitch. I haven't caught many games, but I know that he was on the he was on the video for um their little PFP tournament. Um I don't know. Well, I'll 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 see if I can I'll see if I can um find it and we'll come back to it. Um so let's talk our our top I guess two prospects we'll say. I, I guess um I don't personally consider Carlson a prospect anymore. I know he's probably may still be labeled one. I don't consider him one, but uh, how, how do you feel things are looking for uh, Gorman and Libertor? Uh, Gorman, I think has looked a lot better this camp with his play discipline. I mean, he still looked very outmatched. That's why I've seen Cardinal fans say he needs to be up on the team in 2021. No, that's not screw with his development. Just people need to get that out of their head because he hasn't really he has been hitting for power especially because we know that that's in that it's inside of him that he's gonna hit for a lot of power but he just still struggles with play discipline breaking balls recognizing off speed and libertor the velo drop is a little concerning but he still does have that amazing curveball as we all know and yeah i just pretty much think that libertor he could debut in 2021, but it just depends on the minor league season. Yeah, I well, and so like I, I talked with Ron the other day about um, the fact that I think that with the minor league season passing, I don't think I'm going to get to catch either one of those guys in Double A. Um, I mean, unless something odd happens, I think they're going to go to Triple A whenever the the minor league season open up, which kind of sucks because those are two guys I wanted to see. Um, but um, is uh, I know they talked about him a couple weeks ago, but how how do you feel in what you've seen or 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 heard or or read um, how things are looking for Delvin Perez? Delvin Perez has looked a lot better. I mean, I wish they would like use him a little bit more, other than like a like a a running replacement, pretty much. But like he seems to have added weight. His swing looks a lot better, but. We'll just that'll just have to be seen because we just haven't seen that much of him in camp other than running, but we already know that he's a plus runner. So, yeah, well, I, I did see, I think it was somebody did say he had added on some weight and um, they're really going to bat for him. Um, but I mean, it, that, that the kid was skinny. I mean, he was, yeah. he was pencil thin. So any, any weight on adding on to him is, is going to be big. Now I don't think he's, ever going to be obviously a power hitter with with the the, the frame um yeah but i mean how many shortstops in the league are, are you know absolute tanks um but um no okay so so the pitcher that i was referring to we got him from the marlins organization uh Johan oh oh Quizada? Uh, yeah Quizada? Quizada? K, i think it's Kzada. Kzada. yeah yeah dude dude is absolutely like yeah he's taller than wayne right yeah, he's he's a he's actually a monster. He like throws a hundred with sync. He's like a Jordan Hicks, but he he's another guy that control can kill him in an in an outing. But he does look like he could be a solid reliever, kind of like a out of nowhere Brebbia type of deal. But it just depends if he's willing if or if he gets a chance or not. Yeah, it looks like they've already uh, optioned him to the minor league camp. So yeah. Um... I don't think, at least to start, he's going to make the uh, opening day roster. But, um, yeah, he was one guy that 
that stuck out to me because obviously he, you can't miss him. Um, he's he's huge. So one guy I'd like to talk about though. Mm-hmm. How about Justin Williams? He's been pretty impressive lately. I mean, he's had a complete swing change, and he's still hitting the crap out of the ball. He has high exit velocities. Like today, he had a double of like a hundred and five miles per hour off the bat or something. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, me and Ron discussed this, so I guess it's more, it's, it's to discuss with more people than just one, but I mean, with, with how Williams is hitting, how Lane Thomas is somewhat hitting, um, you know, where do you stand with, with the likes of Harrison Bader? Uh, I'm going to get torched for this, but I still believe in Harrison Bader. I know a lot of people don't, but you always say, he's... you always say something in each podcast that just makes me want to hit the end button. <laughs> no, I mean, you can believe, I guess. I mean, the, the thing is, it's spring training, but I mean, it's just. I, I know he hasn't looked good this spring and he's still chasing a bunch of off speed, but he actually had a pretty decent 2020 if you actually break down the numbers like further. Well, yes. And, and I mean, whatever 2020 was as a season. Yeah, I understand. I, I get it. I do. I do. But like, at what point in time do you stand in the offseason, stand in a batter's box and just sit there and watch slider after slider coming at you from a pitching machine or something like that and just memorize that to where, you know, you are not swinging the bat. I know it's easier said than done. I'm not. Yeah. A- but I mean, this is this has been a continuous thing every year, and um, it worked for O'Neill. Absolutely. I mean, he, that's what Ron and I discussed too. I mean, his OPS has jumped up two hundred points since last year. And plus, like today, he faced um, a Nationals pitcher, Joe Ross, who we know has a really good slider, and he was on both the sliders, but he struck out on like a ninety-six mile an hour fastball away but it was still a pretty good at bat because he was already down like oh two start the at bat but yeah and he yeah, was probably he was probably anticipating another one i didn't, I didn't see yeah. that bad but i bet he was anticipating another slider but, yeah i mean it is what it is i mean that, that stuff's gonna happen um yeah, yeah um have, have you uh, i guess stepping aside from from st louis is there any prospect across the league that is sticking out that you know may may make a club and another team that could really impact them now there's two guys one guy that now these are guys that everyone knows but one guy's not going to make the Padres just because he's not ready yet but he really made an impact that's CJ Abrams uh the other day he hit a oppo taco grand slam so we know Slam Diego, that's already back. So, but uh, no, he's looked really good in camp. And then Jared Kellenick, we already know he's looked really nice in camp for the Mariners. And so has uh, Julio Rodriguez, who is another outfielder that the Mariners have, who's really, really like, uh, he's a nice piece of the future. And he's only like 20 years old or something. Oh, he's pretty young. What about, yeah. do you think, um, and I know they did this with uh, Brady Singer last year because I saw him pitch in Springfield in 2019. But do you think how, how far do you how far away do you think Bobby Wood Jr. is from making the Royals? I would say next year next or year. late late this year, Fair because enough. I know that they don't want to like mess up with his service time and all that because of that stupid rule. But like, I mean, they want to make sure that he's completely ready. But this spring, he's shown a lot of people he's he's ready. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I obviously I don't really catch obviously many Cardinal spring training games, let alone other teams spring training games. So to me, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm watching is whenever baseball card prices rise because you know people become believers and they're like, I mean, I mean, I think I want to say that that um, Bobby Witt's card price has gone up ten or twenty dollars. Um, and same with C.J. Abrams. I mean, you can just tell with the baseball card market how things are going for certain players just by the way that the uh, you see the pricing on some of those stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. And then how some prospects get neglected in that, in that market but are solid players, but they're just behind the guys like Abrams and Ronnie Mauriciano or Ronnie Mauricio and Jimenez from the Mets, stuff like that. Like those guys are up ahead in the card market, but like, I don't know, but I don't really pay attention to card prices though. Well, I mean, I don't either necessarily. I just see them in, 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 in crossing essentially because I don't really mess with it. Um, okay. Um, is there anything that you want to get off your chest? Anything you need to discuss? How are you if feeling? Edmund, if Edmundo Sosa makes the Cardinals, I'm going to be very mad. Well, I mean, he, he <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, and is what I've discussed with, with Ron the other night was, you know, we've already got one guy sitting the bench that probably wouldn't make any other major league roster, unfortunately. And um, especially the way he's, He's hitting. I mean, the the issue is is the Matt Carpenter's a super utility guy, and um, but I, if I'm not mistaken, is is Sosa out of options? Uh yes, he is. I believe. Well, but what's funny about that is Lane Thomas isn't. So like, if you go between that debate of Dean, um, Williams and Thomas, Thomas can be optioned. Justin Williams cannot, and neither can Austin Dean. So. Those two are going to battle it out, but Lane Thomas is pretty much safe, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think he is too. I think, uh, I mean, I believe that. That I mean, he, he. I guess I would say probably made a fielding mistake um, today. I mean, it was a tough catch. Yeah, but um, I mean, I think everything will be fine with that. But I don't know. Me and Ron went back and forth, kind of on who we felt was going to start opening day. And I think at this point in time, you have to hand it to Lane Thomas uh, in center field. I, I don't know, but uh, I mean, that that's just my thought on it. Yeah. It just depends like on the rest of the spring because it, Bader could start hitting. I mean, if, if he keeps swinging at sliders off the plate, then probably not, but he could just start getting a spark at the end of camp, but who knows? Well, I mean, we're 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 literally. Um, well, yeah, I'm just we're saying getting, like we're getting real close to to pushing yeah. um, pushing the uh, envelope on spring training being over. But I mean, you know, I don't know what I asked Ron this too. What's your leash with him? Like, what what? How much longer can you say? You know, we're gonna keep trying this. Like, wh- where do you just stop? Oh, that's a tough question. I would probably say like the beginning of like the first month or two, just like if he's continuing to struggle and the same thing, just go ahead and try to make a switch 
And if that's still not working, then you have to Cardinals have to reevaluate what they're doing in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that goes for the same with O'Neill too. I mean, I love him to death. He's one of my favorite players. But if he's struggling again, like just, I guess just see what's what's happening. And if it's still not working, then just reevaluate. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I just think that I think that something in, in Tyler O'Neill's changed and I hope that uh same that this is that this is here to stay. And especially um I I hope that it's just the consistency that he needs to power through and make this lineup complete. What what I loved was uh, the article I I think who who wrote the article for Gateway Study on Tyler O'Neill? Was that Ron? I have no, no idea. Probably not Ron because Ron actually Oh no it was Brian. It was Brian. Ron confessed that he was out on Tyler O'Neill, and not now, not currently, but he was. Yeah, so I think it was Brian, and he basically said that he talked to O'Neill, and O'Neill said that he believes in himself that he's this as a player, and I absolutely love that because I think the mental side of sports is forgotten for a lot of players, and it's very important. So it's really cool for him to basically openly say, like, I'm better than what I've been performing, and – like I know that I can be an, an impactful player. Well, absolutely, and he's got raw power. Like, oh yeah, there's so many of his 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 pitches off the bat, or that just I mean, you're like, uh, you know, I don't know, but then it just it clears the wall. Um, so I think, I think what's impressed me the most this camp has been his ability to go to the opposite way, because we saw him kind of doing that a little bit during the season where he was pulling everything, and now he started like his first home run of spring, mm-hmm. he took a fastball and hit it over the right field wall, which was pretty, pretty impressive, especially because he normally pulls everything much like Bader and much like Carlson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's, it's hard to gauge um, hitters down in Florida. And I think that, you know, there's been some shots to me that I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's a pretty good hit. And it's just knocked down by the wind. And um, to me, it's, it's tough to tough to gauge all that down and tough to gauge all that down in Florida. But um, I mean, I, all in all, I think I'm pretty excited for the season. I think that, uh, as I've said, you know, I think this lineup is going to be deep. Um, of course, the acquisition of Nolan Arenado is going to be huge for this team, defensively, offensively. Um, so that's just, I mean. Uh, I'm just I'm just ready to get this season going, honestly. Same. What? One thing I do want to point out, like mm-hmm. the Cardinals this camp, their catching depth has gotten a lot better. Ali Sanchez has has been impressive, who they got from the Mets in exchange for cash. Uh, Kisner has been impressive. Herrera showed his prospect status. So yeah, I, I think mean, they're, they're they're learning from one of the greatest of all time, and I think yeah, I think that's, that's one thing that Yachty brings to the table is is so much training to the youth, and yeah. um, you know, and I, I I'll stand by this. I think I think Mike Matheny was a very good catcher as well. Obviously, Yachty or Molina brings a lot more tools to um, the Cardinals uh, than Mike Matheny did as a catcher, but I mean, he's teaching the future of the Cardinals catching. Um, core, I guess, if you will, 
and they're, they're just learning from one of the best. And to me, that's huge because hopefully this can be a, a cycle because I, I mean, I do believe that once, once the catching career of Yadier Molina is over some form or fashion, he will be with the team. That's just, that's my thoughts. And, and I, I, I could be wrong, but I think he'll be with this team for a while outside of his playing days. See, I said that same thing about um, just with Libertor, Gorman, Herrera, uh, Thompson, even Jordan Walker. I know that he's not at Major League Camp, but he, I know that he's he's around Jupiter. But all these guys get to learn from Molina, Wainwright, especially Libertor with Wainwright, because we know they both have an amazing curveball. So learning from Adam Wainwright can really give a boost to Libertor. Yeah. And I don't think, I, I personally don't feel like once that is his, once Wainwright's career is over, he's, he's going to move away either. I, I mean, I, like, oh, he's going to become an announcer. You think so? I think he's good at it. I really do. I think he's talented yeah. at it. Um, hell. I mean, I guess if this is last year, uh, I don't think he'd take the reins from Mike Shannon, but uh, I'd listen to him on the radio. I think Wainwright's got a very entertaining aspect about him. Um, whether that be, um his communication or just just how he is i mean he's he's great at speaking and and talking the game but that's a lot of the reasons why i love jim edmonds in the booth like i you know put put him being my favorite player to the side i absolutely think that that jim edmonds is one of the best um guys that that danny mack has a has as a co-pilot um you know he doesn't he doesn't get uh I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like like the way that Edmonds discusses the game and Edmonds discusses, you know, things that are going to happen or or what may play out is just it's 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 ahead of everybody else. And it's it's kind of mind blowing. But I feel like Adam Wainwright's, you know, going to be the same way um, because he's, he's lived that life for, you know, his career. So. Yeah, I forgot who said this. It might have even been me. I don't know. But. Uh, someone said that the perfect broadcasting crew would be Danny Mack, Jim Edmonds, and as of right now, Rick Ankeel. Because you get that pitching perspective and the uh, hitter's perspective on every play, pretty much. Yeah, and I I, I like I like uh, Ankeel in the booth too. Um, obviously, we don't hear him that much, but I do like hearing him too. Um, I I I don't I, I don't mind guys like Brad Thompson. I think Brad Thompson is a uh, is knowledgeable. Um, he is an entertainer, though. He he likes to play that mic um, more than I think we know. But um, yeah, I think that would be a good crew, especially you know uh, more frequent than we get it. Yeah, agreed. Um. So the 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 minor league season starts on May fifth, I think May fifth or May. 8th. Yeah, it got pushed back pretty much. Well, of... so so yeah, I, and see that's that's one of the things with me is so double A that I know of start started originally on the May fifth or May eighth, and I, I don't recall which one. But then the the triple A season got pushed back to that date too. I yeah. hope I hope that the that those guys don't get screwed because. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I, I don't think that when Rob Manfred does anything, I don't think it's it's with anybody other than himself and um, his the team. owners. Yeah, it, absolutely. I don't think it it has anything to do with what the players need or want, and pushing them back a month. I mean, 
honest to God, I mean, we're a year into COVID or anything like that. And I don't think pushing back the minor league season or triple A season for that matter, back a month is going to to do anything for the health of anybody. It, to me, it just seems like they're, he, he saving money. Yeah. They're, they're just out to screw everybody else over. And then yeah, you line everybody up at the same time. And um, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's shitty. And I, you know, I, obviously I'm just a small voice in the world, but um, minor league pay is already bull crap anyway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you actually do research, the NBA G league and the, I don't know what the minor league for hockey is called. So, but I'll just, both of them get paid a lot, a lot more than minor leaguers in baseball. And it's really sad. So, (laughs) no, I, I agree with that. I mean, they do, and I mean, some of the old school people say, you know, it's the way of the the way things go. But I mean, look at look at. Let's point out something that. Um, did you hear the whole situation with um, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s contract? I I haven't actually like heard a lot about it. All I know is it was a massive contract. So there was he, and I don't know if you heard anything about this. But allegedly, from what I've read, he signed with a a group in the minor leagues. Whenever he's in the minor leagues, they, he signed rights, parts of his money from his future large contract away to a, a group of investors. Basically, they fronted him X amount of dollars, you know, whenever he was in the minors so he could get the money ahead of time. And then essentially, whenever he got paid, they would get um, a portion or a percentage of his oh. contract. So he is getting hit. Not only is he getting hit with the California taxes, but he is getting hit um, with this, this essential loan, I guess you will, that, that he got in the minor leagues. And, you know, I think it's a risk that these guys have taken for, you know, minor leaguers, because uh, as you know, a lot don't pan out, but yeah, for me, you know, and I don't know people's finances and yes, minor league baseball players should be paid more, but um, you know, I, I, I guess for me, why, why isn't your dad helping you out a little bit, giving you a little extra here and there, you know, to get you where you need to be instead of taking out this loan that uh, you know, is going to affect your future contract because like allegedly they, they flew down to uh, his hometown and, and senior was there with him whenever he signed it. And you know, if, if nobody's heard about this before, please look into it. But that, I mean, it, I mean, it's going to take a chunk out of his, his contract. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, uh, it blows my mind, but at the same time, you know, to parallel all of that, you know, minor league guys should be paid more, but at the same time, you know, and I, I don't know people's personal lives, but you know, what, what could you need to where you need a hundred thousand dollars up front or, or anything like that, you know, to, that could affect your future future makings or earnings. See, it's actually interesting. I remember um, for one of my college classes, it was a uh, public speaking. I did a, a speech about how public how uh, minor leaguers need to get paid more, and I looked into the story of Jeremy Randolph or Rudolph. I think he's Randolph. He was a Cardinals pitching prospect who got released before the uh, COVID shut everything down. And pretty much he has a master's degree and he was quoted as saying, I could make a lot more not playing baseball. Well, why would I do that? Pretty much when I'm trying to live out a dream, that's pretty much what his premise was. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of the. I mean, look at look at De Young. I mean, granted, I don't think he can make more money with his recent contract, but you know, I think he could go easily and make you know six figures, no doubt. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But you know that that that's that's a lot of ways that they, they that they hook these guys. I know you know yeah. I played against guys in high school that you know they got drafted in the twenty something round, um, and that's how they hook these guys. Oh, you know we're going to give you fifty thousand dollars. Well, to an eighteen year old kid, you know that's a that's, ton of money. Yeah. And uh, you know you hook them, and then they're down in the they're down in, in in the low A's for the longest time. Then they get their little pay increase bumping up, and and I've circled around it for a long time. And, um, you know, a way that minor league teams could essentially up the pay of these guys, you know, without doing too much damage. But, I mean, not that I don't think that they – I mean, I, I don't have a, a, an absolute dollar figure that these guys should make. But, you know, a lot of these cities have a minor league affiliate and whether that affiliate stays – with that organization or, or changes around, you know, I, I, I don't know the history of, of many double triple a will say at that level that get, you know, completely wiped out and don't play again, but why aren't they making some type of, of, of housing for these guys? If they're not going to pay them more, yeah. make housing for these guys. Don't make them live five, six deep in a, in a house together. Um, it's not comfortable. Um, you know, and these guys, they're already, you know, they're trying to to get their bodies right to to be, you know, future big leaguers. But I went I toss around multiple ideas in my head, you know, for for these minor league teams. Like, I mean, I just think like for me, you know, living in Springfield, you know, I know some of these guys, they have to stay with the host families and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But why can't they why can't they build like an apartment or, you know, renovate in a, a building to house these players to house you know these different guys um because i know guys yeah. like guys like yadi will come through springfield and the boys are eating steak for the for the, the whole time he's down here you know um yeah i mean there's many things that they can do like they don't they can make them like not pay for their equipment they can literally as you say, like have a team chef for each area because like it's sad that these guys have to live on dominoes and ramen and all that stuff time just out, to time get out. by. Time out. Time out on the field. We have an interruption. What did you say after dominoes? Ramen. Oh Lord have mercy. Drake, you're I don't know how much they'll do this. Are you talking about ramen noodles? Yes. Holy shit. I'm never going to Arizona. Why? I don't know why you just called it that, but I am disturbed. It's ramen. No. Oh, God. I mean, my skin's crawling right now. I don't know. What is your problem? I don't know. Okay. I'm just freaking out a little bit. But anyways, no, I, I fully agree with that. But like, so so around here, and I don't know who pays for it, but like um, um, the sign guy, um, Marty Prather, he, he owns a lot of the, the Domino's locally. And I know he'll 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 send in pizzas. Um, anybody he does that for the college level too. Um, but um, and I know <clears throat> I know like one of our mo- local Mexican restaurants will send in like a buffet of food every once in a while. But I mean, you're right. I mean, they they, they should eat better. 
but I, I think teams should provide food. They should provide equipment. Um, and I don't know how much they get. I know that I know that I've seen Springfield guys come out and they're wearing like some patchwork pants. And I'm like, golly, man. You yeah, it's brutal. Some new pants. Like, I remember I saw an image of I think it was a Giants prospect. I forgot his name, but he sleeps. He used to sleep on an air mattress just to get by. And he like turned a living room into a kitchen too, just to save money. And it was just after seeing that, I was like, wow, that's, that's brutal. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys do live, you know, scarce because their pay isn't good, you know, and these guys, these, a lot of these guys are running like their own camps during yeah, the off season just to just to make money or working at grocery stores or, or doing odds and ends things. And then to me, if I was an owner of a team and I wanted to build an elite club, you know, I don't want to take the raw talent. I want to build the talent up. You know, I want yeah. my guys to eat right. I want my guys to live right. I want my guys not to think about anything in the off season other than working out. You know, because not everybody's that fortunate. Not everybody's fortunate enough not to work and can go lift weights do this do that and and focus on 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 having a a temple as a body um yeah but i don't know why that they and and it may be because you know they say well you know um some of these guys are gonna pan out some of the some of them aren't but you know you may have more pan out truthfully if you give them a better life essentially because i know there's been guys that have just had to quit because they they can't uh, financially afford it anymore yeah that's you just hit the nail on the head because that's what a lot of businesses are pretty much like when, if you pay your employees more, they're going to be more motivated to work and they're going to want to want the company to do better. That's what's like, that's what MLB could be doing. Like there, it's funny to me. I've actually told, I forgot who I told this to probably my parents, but it's funny to me that they're trying to appeal to the younger generation, but yet they're younger ball players, like the guys in single a double a, are getting paid crappy that's just that's just something to think about well yeah and i think i, I mean I, it's been a while since i looked at it but especially with covid and stuff right now i mean yeah. these guys they can't just go you know i mean they could but but you're not you're not focusing on your your, your player's health you're not focusing on you know um trying to make this team right and you know i think it opened my eyes a lot last year whenever these these teams were laying off uh, front office people or, or doing this that and the other and they were like having to fight tooth and nail to pay their minor leaguers because they weren't having a season like well it shouldn't be that way you know yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that a low single a guy should make the same amount as a triple a guy yeah uh, but i but think just something livable yeah i mean and, and i you know one of my 1am stay ups years ago you know i did a rough math um on how much to pay these guys a, a month um, from, I mean, I just did it, you know, triple A, double A, high A, just to get a rough idea on how much it would cost a club, um, a year. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's change in the owner's pocket. I mean, it really truly is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that it needs to change, but is it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I wish it would soon. See, it's also, it's also a smart kind of marketing strategy too because think about i think toronto was one of the first ones that actually said oh yeah we're going to change our wages and we're going to start trying to at least try to get it to be livable for them and they got they got springer 
they got multiple other guys because well maybe not because of it but like they're saying hey we're gonna play our players so these free agents are like oh okay cool let's go there kind of deal yeah i mean i don't know if it it solely rides or rests on that but i mean i wouldn't say that that uh toronto's a uh a hot spot for baseball per se. But I mean, if I knew that, if I knew that as a, as a 14, 14th round um, pick and um, you know, I was going to get a nice sign on bonus or, or anything like that. Um, or I was going to be paid decent, you know, at the lower levels, you know, it's going to say, okay, cool. But I think a lot of these guys, you know, the talent, and and I think you know I do believe that 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 kids should go the college route, but I mean if the talent's there, you don't want to waste it. And I think that's the the thing about baseball is is you know in baseball terminology, you get old quick. And if you graduate from yeah. university and you're 22, just now being drafted, you know yeah you do have the tools to jump quickly, but you you and I both know the system doesn't necessarily work like that. So yeah. You know, you guys got you got guys like Bobby Dahlback that um, I think I read the other day. He's like twenty six or twenty seven. Now I'm not saying that's yeah. due to college or anything like that, but I mean, it, it's rough. It, it's rough for a minor leaguer, and um, you know that they they need money. They they need money. I mean, yeah. Because I think see that's so- why I respect Kyler Murray so much. I mean, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship because he chose football over baseball, but, man, it was a smart idea to choose football over baseball. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I wish I wish we saw more more cross-athletes, you know, that, that could do, you know, even if it's just a little bit during the offseason. But, you know, there's too much worry with injury, and I get that. I completely yeah. understand. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll end it on that. I mean, me and you are both in the same – mind mindset on that that they they get paid junk but they do they i think they should think of alternative things you know or or, pay these guys a performance bonus or something gives give these guys something to work for not well man you went uh you know two for three at the plate today you're leading the uh, texas league in home runs but uh go sleep on that air mattress tonight and you might get called up to triple a and make four hundred dollars more a month you know, it's just, it's shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting because I remember I read an article and I forgot which website it's from, but um, the article said, oh, these minor leaguers, they perform for 10,000 plus people a night and a high school janitor makes more than some of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to downgrade anybody, any of that, but like Springfield, I mean, the only time they pack 10,000 in there is if there's a, if there's a, a big name in town, but I mean, they do, they play for fans. And um, I think yeah. a lot of the guys appreciate it. I, I do think they, they enjoy it, um, but it's a job to them and, you know, walk into the field and you know, I, I get the, I get the bonus that, that some of these guys get the millions for being the first round, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, maybe, maybe try to lower that just a bit so you can spread it out throughout, you know, make these guys make it worth their time and effort yeah. and, and you know, I mean, because I, I couldn't, you know, I really truly wonder how much talent has been lost by guys that just can't afford to do it anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, not that, I mean, I, shit, I, 
I might be able to uh, play a couple, you know, low A games. But I mean, that that might be it. I'm not. I, I don't have the, the the raw talent for that. But I mean, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe that's something we can discuss future. Um, any great ideas we can pass along to these guys to um, to hopefully look into. But I mean. I think it's out more even outside the players, like um, the Springfield Cardinals general manager, like that dude, he busts his ass. Like yeah. I, I've watched him, you know, greeting people coming in to laying tarp out during a rain delay to squeegeeing rain off the warning track. I mean, I mean, they do it all down there. And um, so anyways, we'll move on here. We'll talk about something else. Minor leagues, I guess. Um <laughs> Have you seen the the um, and I don't I don't know if you have or not, but have you seen the new configurations for um, the miners? Configure, like uh, probably not. They've um, I guess they've expanded a little bit. Oh, you mean with the um, bringing in the independent league teams? Well, I don't know if they're independent league teams necessarily. Um, well, like the Sugarland Skeeters. Did they bring them in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. If I remember correctly, and because they cut a lot of programs to save money, <laughs> of course, they cut. I forgot how many, but like I know, or like um, they turned them into like collegiate programs or something. I forgot what it was because it's been a while since I've read about it. But I know that they did some type of changes. Yeah. So, the, so they've um, actually um, they've actually expanded like the the texas league i don't know if that's what it's called anymore um because it used to be like corpus christi um northwest arkansas little rock uh springfield obviously um the sod poodles um but but i i did see they added in what is that funny yeah the sod poodles sorry (laughs) the names are some of the minor league names are hilarious like uh the Angels, I don't know what affiliate they are. I think it's like they're double A. It's like they're called the Trash Pandas, which are hilarious. Oh, no, double A, the double A, um, the double A team is the. I want to say it's the. Oh no, Northwest Arkansas is the Royals. Arkansas Travelers, I think, is the double A team. No, that's the Mariners. You know, maybe I should have uh, looked up on this before I started talking about it. Um, <laughs> But no, well, the, the the Angels used to have the, um, they used to be. I don't know if they are anymore. Um, used to be in the in the Texas League with Springfield. Um, yeah. But no, they they added like um. They added in the the this Wichita team and, um, trying to see who who their. Double A affiliate is, or who their major league team is, um, it's not telling me. Um. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know where this affiliation is with because it's not telling me for this this Wichita team. It may be the Royals, no, because they're double A teams in Northwest Arkansas. Anyways, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a permanent expansion. I don't know if it's you know. Um, something just this year to keep everything more centralized around the area with COVID and everything like that. But um, yeah, I mean, there are some, there are some, unique... are you talking about the Wichita wind surge? 
Uh, Wichita Wranglers. Wranglers. Huh. Because they're the Wichita Wind Surge are the twins. The Wranglers? That's what the, the Google told me. Well, because I looked up Wichita Minor League Baseball and it says Wichita Wind Surge. Maybe they changed their name. The, I mean, they could. I mean, the Sod Poodles was, was just renamed, you know, the Trash Pandas. Yeah. They got some cool names, and then there's there's us in Springfield with the Cardinals. I mean, we couldn't get a cool name. Yeah, I I don't know how you how you could say trash pandas without laughing. Well, you know, because trash pandas they they deserve the respect too. <laughs> they they deserve the the respect that um, just as much as everybody else. Just like the uh, the the jumbo shrimp, am I right? Good lord, the jumbo <laughs> shrimp, or the uh, what's the other one? It's uh, the Marlins, I think, AAA affiliate. Who are they? Uh, I think it's like, man, I can't believe I forgot. Oh, the baby cakes, the baby cakes, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. So, okay, so I'll <laughs> give you the um. So it's now called the Double A Central. They went away with the Texas League. Okay, this is the division okay. that the Springfield Cardinals are in. We've got the Arkansas Travelers, um, which um, are the Double A affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. I actually saw Justice Sheffield pitch for them two years ago. Oh, big bust right there! Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. He seems. I don't. I didn't talk <laughs> to him. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, I didn't really talk to him, but I mean, he just he was kind of s- smug looking. I mean, I I would be too personally. I would be too if I got traded from the the Yankees to the Mariners. Um, so then we've got Northwest Arkansas Naturals, which um, is a double affiliate of the Royals. You know, uh, yeah, Brady Singer and Gang. Um, I, I have high hopes for Brady Singer. Um, oh yeah, me too. It's probably partial because I got to see him pitch, but I, I don't know. Um, then we got the Tulsa Drillers, which is a double affiliate of the. Um, Los Angeles Dodgers, of course. Yep. Um, then we got the – oh, it is. The Wichita Wind Surge, the AA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Then we got the Amarillo Sod Poodles, the AA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's your that's your home squad down there, the Diamondbacks. Oh, wow. They used to be the Padres. Oh, yeah. I think the Padres got the missions back. I think that's what happened. No, hang tight. Hey, listen. I'm hanging tight. I'm hanging tight. Don't, Don't worry. Down. Okay. <laughs> then we've got the Corpus Christi Hooks with the Houston Nationals. Um, uh, saw Seth Beer days oh. before he was traded, actually. Um, Seth, okay. Seth Beer is so nice as a prospect. He is so good. Yeah, so I got to see him like literally like f- a few days before the trade deadline and or before he was oh. traded. Um, Lucky. I think he hit a home run, um, but he, he only played one of the games. I think it went to back-to-back games and he hit a home run and won and He's a very large man, kind of friendly. I mean, I don't really have anything bad to say about him. Yeah, um, he's – I saw him at a fall league. He had a really nice oppo single. Then we've got the AA affiliate of the Texas Rangers, Rangers, the Frisco Rough, Rough Riders. Yeah. Then we've got the Midland Rockhounds, the AA affiliate yes. of the Oakland Athletics. Yes. And finally, the AA affiliate of the San Diego Padres, the San Antonio Missions. Yeah, they used to be the, I think, AAA affiliate of the Brewers. That didn't last long. Well, so the mission, I know that the mission were 
the Padres maybe a few years ago. Here, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, no, they were the Padres double affiliate for a long time. And then they, I think that they got a deal to go be the Brewers to be their triple affiliate and make more money, but that didn't last long. Well, and, and like, I would say the majority of these teams stay in the Texas League or what was the Texas League, but they have, um, they've obviously changed their teams, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, change things around obviously but um i mean for the most part a lot of these are staying the same but the i mean i cannot wait for the the wind surge to come to town i cannot wait for the the sod poodle to come to town um i'm just ecstatic for that i can't tell you you sound you sound very ecstatic oh well <laughs> i mean i am i mean i cannot uh yeah i don't know i think i want to go to more minor league parks this year if I can, if I can, of course, I think it'd be fun. Um, yeah. Wichita's a little bit of a drive. I don't know if it's worth it. I'd rather just go to St. Louis and watch the Cardinals. But, um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to Amarillo. I could probably go to Northwest Arkansas, but I don't know. I don't know. And, and they're doing a weird thing this year with the double A teams. They're actually playing the same team a week at a time. So they're doing a week. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but so they're, they're taking playing the same team for looks like six games. Then the Monday is the travel day. And then they're playing another team for six games. So it's, Oh, this is, huh? Yeah. So Monday is travel day, but then they'll play six games against the same opponent. No days off in between no days off. So Tuesday through Sunday are games. Monday is travel. And then they're back at it Tuesday through Sunday. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm just going over this, looking at it real quick. But um, and and it pretty much shuffles week by week. It goes home away, home away, home away, and then there's a weird, there's a weird gap in there. Where, what the? Heck? Maybe I'm looking at that wrong. No, I'm not. So in June, they actually Springfield actually plays two home series, and then they do two away series. I don't. The end of the schedule, the end of the season schedule is kind of weird, but it, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, looks like they'll be they'll go to the they'll go to the wind surge and then down to the the drillers. But that's kind of cool, though. I mean, um, I think the Dodgers kind of did things right, though. They've got they've got the uh, the the drillers in Tulsa, and they've got um, their AAA affiliate in Oklahoma City. So that's pretty intelligent on yeah. their part, honestly. Um, yeah, but. Honestly, God, though, Springfield isn't but four hours from Memphis or so, give or take. Um, so they're not too far out. But do you guys have any minor league teams down there in Arizona? Uh, sadly, we don't. All I have is college and Arizona Fall League. Yeah, I mean, that's not too bad, though, I guess. Yeah, Arizona Fall League is hype when it's here, especially when you get to see, like, I think I saw Vladimir Guerrero Jr. before he became like you know the star third baseman mm-hmm. uh, for seven dollars behind home plate. Oh, that's what I love about Springfield, man. I'll go pay fifteen dollars sit behind home plate, and you know if there's somebody good pitching, you know it's worth the worth the time and effort. Um, See, I really hope there's a guy that was with the state college spikes in 2019, and you've probably seen me tweet about him a lot. I hope he's at Double A that you could see him. But it's uh, Andre Palante, if you've heard of him. No, oh, I haven't heard that name. Uh, he's He has really funky mechanics, but he has really, really good stuff. 
especially even though he has like a very underwhelming fastball, it's like 89 to 92 is like his velo, mm-hmm. but his slider and curveball play like work well off of each other or what work well off of his fastball. So it's just very funky. If you look at his make like mechanics like you'll be like, how is he actually throwing? Hey man, I think, I think a lot of it, a lot of pitching, especially if you don't have the, the velocity is, is deception. And I think Adam Winter yeah. discussed that last week on, you know, how he is aging, but he's seeing guys like Kyle Hendricks succeed, you know, and, and I would say you're looking at guys even like, um, Grinky, who you know his velo is not there, but I mean he's still an outstanding pitcher. Yeah, that's it's mainly on location because that's what Palante is. He's like a control artist, especially because like I think if I remember, he went like five games straight without give like scoreless outings or something. It was really insane in twenty nineteen, and that's when like people started like when I started watching him and I started watching film and I was like, man, this guy's nasty. Yeah, I mean, and but I think you know, and pitchers are a dime a dozen in the minors, and that's what sucks because yeah, know, they've got the stuff, but some just don't. They don't last it out. Um, which I mean, I, I get it, but it reverts back to um, money and and what teams need at the time. Um, but anyway, so you have any concerns approaching the, the, the season before we close here? Not really. I mean, still, yeah, not really. I was just going to say like the bullpen still solid rotation, maybe a little bit of a problem, but I think it'll be fine, especially when Michaelis comes back, if he comes back. Yeah. But like, I think we'll finally be able to see, I think I like John Gant being able to be in the rotation. He's good at baseball, by the way. Um, and I also like that Daniel Ponce de Leon or Ponce de Leon will finally get another like spot. Do you think by the next time that we talk, probably, I mean, probably a week or two into the season, do you think by that time we're talking mid April at that point in time, do you think there's a chance just so everybody listening, is there a chance that, that you will say ramen differently? What's wrong with the way I say it? It's just it's. I don't know if it's right, Drake. It's ramen. What, you said it. No, you said it. Something you said it differently. I said ramen. You no. We're, these these people. They okay. I'm gonna leave it alone. What do you mean? What is your problem? I just said ramen. What did you say last time though? Ramen. Oh man. What? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit record. We're gonna we're gonna have to hit rewind on this because. People are probably gonna freak out. I don't know if the I don't know if I don't know if this one's gonna hit. This this may be the podcast that blows up because this random Matinals guy has this guy on that says ramen. I'm gonna hit the news. I'm I'm hitting the news with this. What? And they're We're gonna say ramen. They're gonna say where's that guy at? Anyways, Arizona. No one's finding me. The state is too yeah. big. <laughs> but i don't know maybe maybe they, i don't know i don't know this could be this could be the podcast that puts me over the edge anyways have you, che- have you checked out uh lj's custom cards yet yes i uh yes i have man he you know he's doing something sweet right now um we talked um he's actually and i i told ron about this but ron doesn't do cards like i do cards like you do cards he's actually going to make me a customized 
um, Dylan Carlson um, card with, um, you know, that cracked ice look, but he's going to make it into the the arch behind him. Yeah, he made me a, he made me a Wainwright one that I already have displayed somewhere in my room. So he's going to take that cracked ice and make it into the arch behind his rookie card. Top series one. Um, We kind of went back and forth and what he's doing. And I, I haven't, discussed anything like this with i mean other than my podcast but i've talked to him about it and we're actually doing a thing now um where anybody who says hey i i heard about it on the podcast he is on the turn into podcast he's going to give five dollars off their order um, oh wow yeah so anybody who's listening you know his, his handle is uh sports cards ljs um, he's got a white logo with a black shield and LJ on it. LJ's custom cards, but Drake's a believer in him. I'm a believer. Um, the cards are sweet. You need to check them out. But again, he's doing $5 off your order um, on your cards. So you just got to tell him, Hey, I heard about you on the turn Two podcast. He's going to hook you up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I found him somewhere. I don't know how I found him, but you probably yeah. found him from one of my retweets. There's a, there's, there's a chance with that. There's definitely yeah. a chance, but I mean, he does great work. I love it. But, but I told him last week, two weeks ago, I said, man, I said, I love this Carlson card. I said, but if you could just cut that cracked ice look and just make it into the arch behind Dylan Carlson, that card would be so disgusting. <laughs> like he's like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So like, I'm going to work. So on he's, I actually have an order with him too. I actually have two of these. Um, but he put up a video around the Super Bowl of like a box. And when you open it, it's like 3D with, and it was Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you saw it, but I'm going to have, or uh, I asked him to do that, but with Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Yeah. that Well, and so, and no, and that's, that's another thing I've actually discussed with him too um, about doing, well, I haven't personally, some of people that I've discussed his cards with have actually said something to them about it, to him about it but doing a around the time that they do a series two or update, whatever tops does with players in their new uniforms, do a transition one with uh, Arnado. Um, do like oh. half and half, you know, bottom half uh, Colorado top half St. Louis. I mean, I've got some brilliant ideas. I don't know why I don't have the artistic ability to put them out there, but I mean, yeah. Start a business with them. <laughs> This is why this is why we're doing this now. You know, yeah. we're teaming up right now to give that five dollars off the order, and I mean, it's worth it. It's honestly, God, I mean, word of mouth marketing. Yeah, I mean, you're you you own cards that he's made. I'm just saying yep. what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, they're great work, but um, yeah, again, again, sports cards, LJS, check them out. You know, he'll he'll when he's got the time, he'll put you in his order queue to make you up a badass card. Um, it's, it's really worth the time. It's worth the effort. Um, Drake, do you have anything to say? I'm running out of air here. I need to go give me some, some ramen noodles. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just saying ramen the right way. I don't know what's, what's wrong with the way I say ramen, but I don't know. I'm this, this can come into a debate anyways. What uh, do you mean? <laughs> well, now, now, how many weeks into the season do we want to chat again? Are we talking one, two, three? Where, where, where do you want to check back in at? Like one or two. Okay. It should be closer to the minor league season, though. 
because yeah, April or May May fourth is the opening day for Springfield. I looked it up. Um, that's whenever I'm gonna start hitting the minors hard. So I'm gonna need you to watch M I L B T V. Um, I'll look for you. Don't worry. You look for me. Oh shit, man. That, it's either oh, wait, I've never I've never seen your face though. So it's either me or Quinn. Quinn's always at the same games that I am. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> just stalks me. I guess why. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> it just stalks me. Or or do you stalk him? I listen. It's fine. It doesn't matter either way. But um, where can the uh, the people listening find you at for your your uh, content? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Drakeman4. That is D-R-A-K-E-M-A-N-N-4. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, okay, and you guys can download the Turn Into Podcast at or on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. And, um, yeah, we're going to start hitting it harder once the season starts. Um, other than that, Take it easy, stay safe, and go Cardinals.